Where would this world be without you? You are significant, vital, and necessary, and you're probably so busy taking care of everyone and everything that you're starting to feel a little invisible or unheard. But your voice matters. It's time to unlock doors and shine light on all the chaos so you can be all you were meant for. Here's the host of Your Voice Matters, Rebecca Dollinger. Hey, it's Rebecca Dollinger with the Your Voice Matters show. And today, have you ever thought about starting your own business? You know, where do you start? Do you have guidelines? Then you are in for a real treat. Today, we have Alfred Walker with us talking about his new book, Starting from Scratch. Welcome, Alfred. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited because your new book comes out on May the 3rd. And first, let's talk about your new book and um, what type of book. This is a different type of book altogether, right? Sure. It's a a book that, uh, you know, some would call it a self-help book. You know, I, I see a lot of people that are starting businesses or they're retiring and, and they still, you know, want to get out there and try something different. Um, I also see people that are in the sales business and they have no uh, no clue why they're not closing the deal. So what I decided to do is to share some of the, you know, true uh, my gifts and talents and techniques that I've learned and earned over the years, you know, from my career and just, you know, my, my years of living and um, teach people how to build relationships, how to market themselves and um, how to sell and, you know, how to treat people, you know, the way they want to be treated um, in business. And so I decided to put that in a book and share it. You know, a lot of times people are successful, but they keep all of that to themselves. And I, I decided to go ahead and share that with whoever would listen. Well, that's great because I know in your book uh, you have examples of how you do things. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, you know, I'm a very visual person. So I can, you know, it it really um, hits home. You can actually understand, you know, this is how I need to go about it. Sure. And um, I like your idea of having to respect people and listen to people because so many people that's in uh, business don't, they don't listen to you, you know, or they don't understand what you're getting at. Absolutely. So, you know, that's one of my sayings is that I have two ears, one mouth. So listen more than you speak. And I I believe that, you know, when you're talking with someone and you're doing business, yeah, it's true. You have an awesome product. You can have an awesome product, a service that you offer. But if you don't listen and completely hear the client out or the customer out to what they really need, um, then you're not truly providing the service, right? You can sell something, but it's all about sales and service because both ends need to get a good deal. Oh, perfect. But your book came out at a perfect time. There are so many people that's lost their jobs mm-hmm. or are thinking about starting a business and they don't know where to start. Sure. And that's, I mean, as a small business owner myself, you know, I went through that mm-hmm. and, when you don't have anybody that actually can give you the nuts and bolts of the, you know, the how you do it. And yours is more like a how-to book, right? Correct. It is a how-to book. Let me give you an example. Um, sometimes you can have this awesome business. And, um, you know, we're in the, especially if you're in the people business of serving people, no matter if you, you know, you're teaching someone, uh, you know, a netting class or, you know, sewing class or, um, you know, you can have an insurance business like myself, right? 
Um, you're in the people business, so you got to go where the people are. But, you know, the number one thing is finding people. How do you find people? Do you pick up a, a phone book and, and make calls? Do you go door to door and, mm-hmm. and, and knock on doors and ring doorbells? What do you do? Where do you find people? So I talk about some of those things in the book, you know, how to find you know, people, the name of my book is starting from scratch. So I have a big marketing budget to spend thousands and thousands of dollars uh, every month, right? To, to acquire an opportunity to do business with someone. So I have to look for places that I can go very low cost from networking um, to event marketing and things like that. I share some of those techniques. Even we talk about the law of averages and why you need to go to those places and how many people could be there and out of those people, how many people could actually talk to you about your service. And then I take it a little bit further and say, well, hey, what do you do when those people get in front of you? What do you say? So I actually um, talk to people about that because I've been in a room where someone has an awesome business, but they're afraid to speak about it. And so this will give them some confidence Mm -hmm. and um, help them kind of get their point across because you never know who you can help. Well, that's true because sometimes, you know, you have all this stuff in your head. And then when you speak to somebody about your business, it comes out like in pieces, sure. <laughs> you know, and, and it does take practice, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of practice, a lot of practice. And that's something that I do. I practice uh, when I'm riding in the car by myself. I practice with the family. Sometimes they're my <laughs> potential you know, clients. Um, and so it's about repetition. Um, I do share in the book that one of my, you know, some of my experience, you know, that's outside of business that helps me to this day was um, refereeing high school basketball. So I did that through college, through my high school days to earn extra money. But one thing it taught me is to to practice, right? Whatever you're doing, you're practicing. It also taught me to focus. Um, you know, when you're in a gym with 300, 400 people and the game is really close, everyone's yelling at the ref. <laughs> and so you have to focus on your position and what you're doing and keep your eyes on what the goal is. And so the same thing related to business. That's funny because I can imagine just the, the pressure that's on you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pressure, but, uh, you know, pressure makes, you know, makes some things happen in life for the, for the best of who's ever, you know, receiving the pressure. But, uh, I know that you had to go through a series of things that, um, you know, just before you started your business, you were in corporate America. Mm-hmm. You know, you were successful there. Sure. And then you had to, you know, I know myself, I left corporate America too. Mm-hmm. So when I decided to start my own business, it's scary. Sure. Because you're thinking, like you said, you had no, you left a good paying job. To <laughs> so when you, you know, you're in the situation to where uh, you're in corporate America, it's some people, you know, maybe you want to work. 10, 20, 30 years for one employer. And that's fine, you know, but for an entrepreneur, something inside of you says that it's got to be something better. It's got to be something else that I could possibly do. It's something that kind of plays in your head or this gut feeling, as people would say, um, that just will not leave you unless you truly try it out. And so that's kind of what I did. Um, You know, I worked, you know, a full-time job. I did have a family. I still have a family. Um, And so it is scary times because when you're actually working a full-time job and you have these responsibilities, especially financially with a house or cars and mortgage, let's face it, expenses, you start wondering, man, 
if I leave, then what, you know, or can I stay here and work two jobs? You know, so um, what I decided to do was to kind of work through it. And we talk about that in the book. We call it uh, working, you know, full time on your job or working part time on your future. And right, Alfred, we're just going to take a really short break right here and we'll be right back. Awesome. We'll be right back with Your Voice Matters after these messages. Here's a fact. Too much of today's journalism is politically biased. So where should you turn to get accurate, leading-edge information that you can trust? The Epic Times. The Epic Times covers the news the way you need it, unfiltered and accurate. Cutting-edge topics like the danger of the Chinese Communist Party, the pandemic, Russia, the Middle East, the economy, and news you won't hear anywhere else. The Epic Times is free from the influence of governments, corporations, or political parties. You get to form your own opinions. Here's a special introductory offer. You can get one-month subscription to the Epic Times Weekly Prince newspaper, as well as unlimited access to their dynamic website for just $1. That's right, $1. Go right now to TrustedNewspaper.com. That's TrustedNewspaper.com to subscribe. Do it now. TrustedNewspaper.com. 1106 Lupo, creative art space for production meetings, rehearsals, and auditions so you can get on with the show. Multiple room choices for up to 20 occupants at unheard of rates. Get on with the show with 1106 Lupo. Call 214-630-7722 to reserve your space today. Well, we're back with Alfred Walker, and we're talking about his book, Starting from Scratch. Now, I know that as a businessman, you have to actually negotiate a lot of things that goes on in your business. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if this is just a woman thing or sometimes when women negotiate, they sound very harsh. But listen to Alfred's voice. He, you know, he could talk somebody off a ledge. He just has this really calm voice. So tell me how you you negotiate. Absolutely. So I I talk about negotiating in the book. Uh, There's a few things that you you have to think about. You know, every day is you're probably negotiating five, ten times, you know, um, without us even knowing it is actually negotiation. What I mean by that is if you ask someone to, um, I don't know. You ask someone to get you, you at a restaurant, you say, hey, can you get me some water? You know, that's different than saying, hey, would you mind giving me some water and uh, or what have you? You know, it just depends on how you ask what you want. Mm-hmm. You can be assertive or you can ask politely with manners and things like that. So it just depends on who's ever listening. Um, in the business, what I do is I try to um, go take a one step a little bit further. And I talk a little bit about it in my book. I think if you can understand the learning styles mm-hmm. of how someone can actually learn from you or how they learn and how they pick up things. So analytical learners, um, visual learners. So in insurance, uh, once I kind of get those indicators and find out what type of learning style you have, I may ask you a question. How was your weekend? Things like that. If I can see that you're, uh, very, and you're kind of looking up in the sky. Maybe you have to close your eyes to think about it. Maybe you're trying to visualize what you did this weekend. Um, if you're very punctual on time, scheduled, asking me questions down to the scent, I know that you're probably detailed, analytical, and maybe my presentation needs to be a little bit more detailed for you, and then you can understand. So I think that's a part of the negotiation also is how to actually properly communicate the information to your client 
in a way that they can properly understand it. Because I have had clients that say, hey, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. But with training and, you know, over time from my experience, you learned how to say, hey, this is how this works. This is how this works. And um, then they can properly understand it and make a good buying decision. Well, see, I'm a very visual learner, so I'd probably need examples. Sure. <laughs> you know, that's just how my, my brain works. But that's a, that's a really cool idea because you really have to size people up pretty fast. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, you just, you know, yeah, so there's some key indicators, you know, that you'll, you know, you'll, you'll learn. Um, for instance, and I think everybody, you know, there's a study that shows about 65% of people in America are six, uh, visual learners, right? Um, but let's just say that you have someone that, have you ever known someone that know every dollar down to the cent that's yeah. in their bank account? <laughs> Some people may say, I have, I don't know, $1,000 in the bank account, whatever. Some people may say, I have, you know, $957 and 37 <laughs> They're a little bit more detailed, you know? So it's a way that you have to talk to people and get them to understand what the service that you're actually um, helping them with. And once you do that, then it's a better relationship. It's a better buying decision. Even if they don't buy from you, they may recommend a friend. And so I had to learn those things um, just starting off. It's not all about sales. It's about how you can actually completely service the client. But you as the consultant or, or the sales or the salesperson right. or the sales associate have to be able to be patient. And and listen to your client. It goes back to listening. And that's it. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because I know um, I'm real bad sometimes. I get excited about what they're talking about and I cut them off. You know, right. and I have to like you know, sit on my hands. It's just sure. because, you know, it's just like it's just bursting out. So I, that's something I have to work on. It's natural. You know, when you have something such a, a good as product <laughs> as you, you offer, you know, you just want to tell it to the world. But yeah. we just have to learn to listen and kind of. Be patient. Well, I'm real curious. I mean, once you get your um, business started and off the ground, mm -hmm. now you have to market it. Sure. You know, and there's different ways you can do that. But what have you found that really is successful for you? Sure. So I, I do talk about it in the book. One of the most successful things I've ever done was understanding the law of averages, which basically makes it, it makes sense in business. It basically means that you do something often enough a ratio will appear, whatever you do. So that's the first thing. It, it's all about numbers. Once you learn how to market your business, you create uh, consistency in that space of marketing. Uh -huh. So for me, I like going to events to meet people. You know, with the pandemic, a lot of things have kind of been shut down, but it's actually starting to pick back up again. So I always go where there's 100 people, 1,000 people, 20, you know, 20,000 people, no matter where there's people, as long as I can create someone to say, hey, how you doing? Come and see me or enter the win or um, how's it going today? As long as I can speak to people and if I can do that 100 times, I know I have at least 20 to 30 opportunities to do business with someone. And if I repeat that on a daily basis, now I have 100 people a week to do to, to talk with about an insurance. So. Um, if you can get the law of averages down and if you can figure out where to market your business, mm -hmm. then your business will grow tremendously. Right. And two, I think um, the law, I never really thought about the law of average. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess it's something that analytical people think of. Sure. 
Possibly. Absolutely. Um, We are going to take a short break and we will be right back. Awesome. We'll be right back with Your Voice Matters after these messages. When it's time to perform, it's too late to practice. First Safety Training in DFW supports local communities and churches through firearms training and nonviolent dispute resolution training. Understand the laws related to weapons and deadly force, handgun use and safety, and proper storage practices. A trained and licensed gun-carrying citizen will react quicker to protect themselves and others. Call 214-808-9757 to schedule your introduction to handguns, license to carry, active shooter, church security, and survival training. Be prepared for the best possible outcome of a weaponized attack. Make sure the law is on your side in the event deadly force is necessary. Call 214-808-9757 and work with former law enforcement trainers and range officers. Meet all municipal, county, state, and federal regulations. Understand your gun and how to care for it properly. Call First Safety Training at 214-808-9757 today. We are back with Alfred Walker talking about current business strategies and um, insurance. And one of the things I need to ask you, as, even as a small businesswoman, um, what, is a, what is a small business, what kind of insurance does a small business need? Because, you know, I don't think I'm liable for a lot of stuff, but maybe I am. So. Well, that's a great question, you know, and I'm glad that you're asking it. Whether it's small business, big business. You cannot leave insurance out of the equation. It's so important because no insurance could mean no business one day. Let me kind of elaborate on that. So what I mean, and you specifically said small business. The way business insurance works, it protects you two ways. One way it protects you from a liability standpoint. So someone comes to your property or to your office, you slip and fall. Um, it's a great possibility that someone's going to get sued, right? And so my job as an agent is to protect your bank account. I always tell people that because it's so true. The business that I am in, I am in the money business. And when someone gets sued, it usually takes money to defend yourself or it takes money to pay someone out, right? And uh, the insurance protects you usually up to about a million dollars, and liability or whatever the liability limits are that, that are required. Okay. And so when you get insurance, it also comes with an attorney. It should come with an attorney that will go to court for you, defend, defend you up to those limits if needed. Um, you know, it, it can keep you in business, you know, even if you are liable, if you're at fault or not at fault. Now, another thing that it does is it protects your property. If you own the building or if you own all the contents, what we call business personal property, Uh, that are in the inside of your office. If there's a tornado, some type of catastrophe, uh, theft, fire, anything like that can happen. The unexpected could happen. Um, The insurance is designed to kind of put you back to where you were before the accident happened. Oh, okay. That's great. That's great to know because I know a lot of us think, um, oh, we just need the, well, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you decide what how much insurance? Sure thing. So I think uh, every business owner that's listening to me, you need insurance if you can get the insurance, right? Um, but the next thing is you, you take it room by room, and you just account for how much money you actually spent to purchase your desk, your chairs, uh, your microphones, your you know your posters. All of that takes money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you basically you take your 
your space, your building, your office, you turn it upside down. Anything that doesn't stick to the walls or the floors is considered business personal property. <laughs> I love that. So if we can get to that point, you tally up how much how much money it would take. If I had to write you a check today, if the building burned down, how much would I have to write a check for at replacement costs? Um, which means there's no depreciation over time. Um, we want to make sure that we can account for that amount of money just in case we had to put you back to where you were before the accident happened. So that's very important. Take it room by room, chair by chair, desk by desk, and computer by computer. You want to make sure it's very important that you have enough coverage that your insurance company can write a check at replacement cost with no depreciation. Oh, there you go. Because sometimes, you know, they, you know, things uh, depreciate and some things you know, get, you know, get higher. So yeah, absolutely. I can understand that. Um, I was, um, wondering too, if in your insurance Mm -hmm. is tailored, right. It's tailored to each person. Sure. So is it, do you have a formula for that? Sure. So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. When you say it's tailored, it is tailored. And let me give you an example. Some professionals, they need general liability, which I just explains with maybe business property coverage. Well, I also have some professionals that may need E&O insurance. That's errors and omissions. That, that covers you from a professional standpoint. Maybe the building doesn't burn down. Maybe the building is still there, doesn't catch on fire. There's no tornadoes. But maybe someone feels that you gave them some bad advice or uh, maybe you didn't do a good job on whatever service that you were providing. Well, general liability won't take care of that. Errors and emission from a professional liability standpoint will. Oh. So there is a difference there. I didn't know that. Now you know. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so, but that, it goes back to listening to the client, your, your, your advisor, your insurance professional, whoever they are. If you're in Texas, Oklahoma, or anywhere, if you can listen, call me. Use me as a resource. But they should be able to hear you out, evaluate, or what we call fact-finding, exactly what you need, and then provide options for you to choose from. Well, too, uh, Alfred, I would like to know about uh, insurance for directors and officers. So that's a great question. I want to, you know, directors and officers are so important. It's so competitive. Uh, in the business world, uh, let's talk about the directors and officers. We're talking about the executives, that, uh, the, the people that really make the decisions, uh, that really are having the, the tough meetings of financials. Usually the talent, they've been with a company so long, they're very talented or, um, you know, they've been recruited and they want to make sure that before they make any decision or uh, before they make a move, they want to do what's in the best interest of the company, but also themselves. But I want to talk about specifically on how you can kind of we can kind of help someone from an insurance standpoint. Okay. Let's talk about key man insurance. Key man insurance is so important because, you know, usually these people are vice presidents or, you know, CEOs of companies, uh, chief financial officers and CEOs. And they're making really good decisions based off of their talents, their gifts, their longevity with the company. But let's face it, the decisions they're making are are, are really driving uh, relationships and sales and revenue to the business. So the way to insure those those situations are, what can we do from a either, what if that person passes away or dies, right? Life insurance. 
we call that key man life insurance policies, right? Because that person is driving sales revenue. It's going to take, it may have taken you five years to find that person. But also the company can also think about that person's family at the same time. That's one way. So key man life insurance, key man disability. What if that person gets sick or hurt, can't go to work, can't think the way that they used to? What happens? They're still living. Disability comes in. There's insurance for that that can insure those situations that can make sure that the best interests of the family and the company taken care of. Now, let's just say that none of that happens. No sickness, no death, but the person continues to live and they want to retire. Yeah. One of the most tax efficient ways to take care of your directors and offices, your executive plans are through life insurance, retirement options. We call it a LERP, life insurance retirement planning for your executives as well as your key people on your, on your team. So that's something that you can do okay. from a tax efficient standpoint when you look at the business world of insurance. Wow. That is a whole lot of good information. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know our audience is uh, would love to have your contact information. So would you? I would love it? to give it. Absolutely. You can reach me at 972-438-3557. That's 972-438-3557. Or you can email me at awalker, the number three, at farmersagent.com. Thank you. And I want to remind our audience that uh, look out on May the 3rd um, for your new book coming out on Amazon. Absolutely. The the new book will be available on Amazon Audible. You can listen. Um, If you'd like to actually order a book to Mm -hmm. uh, paperback, you'll have availability through paperback as well as CDs. Now, I do realize some people like to drive and listen on your way to work or on your way from work. So you can listen to me there also. So we'll have those options available also. Okay, thank you. And remember, it's it's called Starting from Scratch. And uh, thank you today for being here, Alfred, and all the good information. And stay tuned for more of our Your Voice Matters show. Thank you. You've been listening to Your Voice Matters with host Rebecca Dollinger. Find Your Voice Matters on the OBBM Network podcasts and directories everywhere. For guests and sponsor information, call 214-729-6307. That's 214-729-6307.